0: What does that even mean? Welcome to the Q4 podcast. It's Get Wrecked right Time. It's done. Get Wrecked Time. Get Rant 20,
1: 27 hours a day, nine days a week, baby. <laughs> this
0: is. There's going to be a, a different energy on this podcast yeah, today. Yes, yeah, I think so.
2: Speaking of which, should we uh, should start the it? Show. Let's freaking <clears> do it. Good luck finding <clears throat> something with in that 17 minutes of... I'm just going to use it all
3: that's the episode <laughs> yeah we can't All have of the that. episode
2: be shorter than the banter <laughs> and,
1: and the audience doesn't even know who I am you've, you've been on, on the show I've several times I've never been Q4 before oh, yes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when have I been on Q4 your
0: name is on this podcast back yeah. in the day way, oh, back, in way A. back
1: oh really yeah. yeah darn I was hoping yeah. for some mystery also we bring you I, uh, I bring
2: you up every once in a while. So our listeners know good, who in, you are. They We're, know intimate in, details yeah.
0: into your life. Also, like,
2: half of our listeners are me, so I'm at home, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: going through the Q4 podcast. My name is Ira Glass, (laughs) and today, on This American Life... (laughs) (laughs) Don't do Ira Glass dirty like that, come on.
2: That one definitely peaked there too.
0: Oh, it was meant to. That was the peak of my podcasting career, that's what you mean.
2: It's all downhill from here. It's
0: all done. It's been downhill for like <laughs> three years. Let's be real.
2: Really, ever since like the pandemic started, like we we hit a groove there. We right We hit the a groove, yeah. and it's just ever since sputtered.
0: Ever yeah. since like life came back or something, yeah. and we were able to leave the house. It was funny. The three months that we didn't have sports
2: were the three months we did the show. Yeah. Most, and as soon as sports came back, we kind of fell off.
0: Yeah, it was it was something about uh, not being able to leave the house that really made us want a podcast. Yeah. And then now that we are, in most cases, obligated to leave the house, <laughs> there's a lot less time to podcast. To podcast. Now, if this podcast gets super big, we're able to quit our jobs and become.
1: <laughs>
0: you can't so... even get to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is brotherly love. If it, if it becomes table. big and we we get super popular, maybe we'll come for weekly episodes. Maybe. Maybe, like, twice weekly. Maybe twice weekly. We'll but, talk sure. about sports. Like the... If this podcast gets big and we're able to make this our full-time job, we promise, listeners, we will be here most weeks.
2: Heck
3: yes. Love
0: that. I support that promise. Until then, That's it the... might be difficult. Yeah.
2: It's like the podcast that I'm doing for work right now, I record, like, twice a week. And that is just, like, insane. I, po- That's insane. I, I
0: do podcasts for work, too. Yeah. I, edit, I crank out ten episodes at once. Yeah. I, it's just... Like, oh that's season five. It started last year. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Content coming out. Yeah. The problem is that that's my full-time job. Mm. So
2: what we need to do is somehow <laughs> convince Ten Missions Media that the Q4 podcast is somehow related to the automotive we, repair industry. We <laughs> did
0: talk about the Hyundai denim. We did.
2: It's true. We Which I'm I'm
0: not i I'm not referring to as the Hyundai. Yeah.
2: Venue. venue, venue denim version. It's just, it's just, just the Hyundai denim, denim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anna, my boss. If you're listening to this podcast, which, which you're I'm definitely gonna, not, I also hope, hope she's that not. you're not. <laughs> yeah, but if you are, we're always. I think yeah, I think we'd fit well in the rotation. If any of, of your colleagues
1: the, were listening to this, they would think very differently of you. Uh, no, no, they, they wouldn't. wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: this this podcast <laughs> is is very much my energy. Maybe just like amplified a little bit, but yeah. I'm, I'm very much the same person here as I am at work, just maybe toned down a little bit.
0: <laughs> I love that. And with that, welcome to the Q4 podcast, your favorite podcast hosted by three and today four dudes in a basement. About once every two months, give we're gonna, or take.
2: We're going to work on, on I, I feel like I've said that for like uh, the last I, couple of years now that we're going to get better at this and we the never desire do.
0: desire so. is there. Mm-hmm. The spirit is willing. If podcast schedule is weak,
2: if podcasts were recorded solely based on strength of will and determination, we would have like thrice daily episodes. Yep, it's true. Yeah,
0: we'd be live streaming constantly. We'd exactly. be on Twitch. Oh, <laughs> wish. Yeah. By the way, we're gonna pocket that idea for later. A live stream Q4 Twitch. That
2: would be cool. Have the setup right there. We got yeah, the I was going to say, we'll get our viewer. We can,
0: we can get some, <laughs> some NCAA football up there. Hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but Wait until then, nah, we're pocketing that idea for later. We'll come back to it. Oh, man. However, thrice daily episodes. I'm just trying to segue back into your, because I got nothing. I'm back to you, Noah. Oh, like to like kick us off and start talking about stuff or just like about the... I I genuinely don't know. I I, I really lost my train of thought. I do have a thing I want to intro the show with to get us really rolling. Okay, let's let's do it. We have not recorded an episode since the week before August 24th, because that episode took a while to edit. Sorry about that. So, it has been almost two months, about a month and a half, since we recorded our last episode. In that time, the Twins have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention,
2: by the time this episode goes out, I mean, like, the the regular season is done. It's so, like, yeah. postseason yeah. is starting.
0: The St. Louis Cardinals have miraculously fought tooth and nail to get into the postseason. Did you that. hear that? I heard <laughs> yep. What the heck was we, that? We all apologize, And the what? listeners will hear it, too. What the heck was that gurgle? <laughs> going to come back. The Cardinals, as Noah's wearing a Cardinals jersey, and Christian, our guest for today, is wearing a Cardinals hat. They are in postseason contention. They are now the team I am rooting for to win the World Series. Because... What, am I going to root for the freaking Yankees? No. Astros? No. Dodgers? Red Absolutely Sox? not. Nope. No. Maybe the Rays. I'm rooting for a uh, uh, St. 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 Louis Rays. St. Get Louis Rays? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> St. Louis versus the oh, Rays. Okay, I was like... um, So, wait a we have that to hit today. We also have that we... Last episode... Predicted the NFL season. We predicted the Vikings season. And then we made our Super Bowl picks. All of them are terribly wrong, except for Noah. Cowboys Browns, baby. <laughs> I
3: don't even remember what so mine
0: was. Okay, mine was Arizona. Yeah. All right. That's looking That's pretty not good. Too bad. Yeah. Arizona, Kansas City. So I think.
1: Did you predict the Vikings to be one in three? No. What did, <laughs> did we say at up? this point?
2: Two in two? We said. I think TJ very optimistically said 3-1 and one at this point.
0: <laughs> Floor was 1-3, and three, ceiling was 3-1. and one. We said the Bengals was a win.
2: That's, Rip. That's basically like just Q4 predictions in a nutshell. It's yeah. like anything could it happen so dance, this entire spectrum.
0: I have a conspiracy theory about the Vikings, so can I, like I get it. that out of the way before because I know Cardinals is going to take some time, Sure. Cowboys is going to take some time, Sadness about the Vikings and yeah. Twins are going to take some time. So my conspiracy theory is going out there first. During the offseason, a little bit of a beef started between the Minnesota Vikings and the former San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers. The beef being that the wrong Justin won Rookie of the Year. Fair complaint from the Mm -hmm. Vikings. Justin Herbert won. Justin Jefferson did not. It was felt like a manufactured Twitter beef between two social media departments that needed content, and it worked. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. Last season, the Chargers had a losing record and lost most of their games by one score or less. Seven points or less.
2: Seven points or fewer.
0: My conspiracy theory is that the Chargers, over the course of this beef, transplanted their mojo to the Vikings, who are now on course to have a losing record, losing every game by seven points or fewer. Hmm. How I, I
2: don't know if there's a way that you can like definitively prove or disprove right. that theory. They're yeah. paying
0: Mike Zimmer. Check his bank account. <laughs> He's a rich dude. I mean, <laughs> what, what is
2: Mike Zimmer's salary? Okay. Could you say it's possibly electrical?
3: There's some form of energy. There is energy. electric energy. Bad
0: energy. Has been <laughs> brought to Minnesota. I feel like.
1: Bad energy also, has just existed in Minnesota. Right. Also, I was, was going to say, like, for as often as you talk about the Vikings being cursed, I don't think they need any additional bad juju. They have a lot of bad but juju on their own. cursed
0: in a different way. Now, this theory will be proven true when the Chargers make it to the AFC Championship game and miss an easy field goal to lose. Mm, so it's going to come back to bite them. It's going to come back. Nice. Because trading Mojo with the Minnesota Vikings is a terrible idea. Dangerous. I just wanted to get this out of the way. Okay. I th- I literally thought of it on the ride over, and I was like, "Hmm, I gotta, I like that. I gotta say it." Yeah,
2: I I don't know. Like I I feel like I don't have much of a response to it because like it just I mean yeah it makes sense. I it makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we do very little thinking here. So I like that. Well, I don't like it, but I I
3: like the idea that you came up with. Yeah, I, like, I also yeah, cool like idea.
0: the idea that it's not their fault and not our fault. Yeah. Right. That's it's mostly just transplanting blame at this right. point. Mm-hmm. Anything makes us feel I re- better about ourselves. I refuse to believe that this team, which should be good, is not good, and actually the experiment in every form, fashion has failed. That's fair. Miserably, I don't want to believe that. It feels like it's starting to become true, but I don't <laughs> want to believe it. So I'm blaming the Chargers, even though they are my mm-hmm. team that I have been on the bandwagon for, yep. for a while.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. You got to blame someone, right? Got to mm-hmm. blame someone. And it can't be us. Yeah, I'm not going to blame so can't be someone else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh?
2: So, that's interesting. I'm going to let that one marinate for
3: yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Maybe,
2: maybe bring that up in like a month and a half and see. what when yeah, we is we'll our record
0: next our next episode, episode at yeah. the uh, at the week of the championship game.
2: Yeah. Speaking of good teams, Trayvon Diggs is a whole ass dude. Oh my god.
0: Trayvon Diggs is not a team.
1: I'm just. We did
0: bring Christian on this podcast specifically for negative energy. <laughs> I want to get that out for the viewers right now, just yeah. so that he yeah. didn't even intro himself well, today. For the
1: for those unaware too, like on our on our sister podcast Offside Sports, I end the show every time with Cowboys mm. suck. I
2: actively chose to leave the house to go watch a Cowboys game, so I didn't have to sit through. <laughs> That's probably the most miserable experience you can ask for watching a sport is watching a football game, a Dallas Cowboys football game. With Christian Brown, when you were <laughs> to be for the fair, Cowboys. it was a
1: Monday Night Football game that I that we were going to watch with me and my brother Nick, who's a diehard Eagles fan, and it was the Eagles Cowboys game, so it would have been double. And
2: so I don't understand why Christian does doesn't just you know give that to both, it's like oh yeah, Eagles suck, Cowboys suck. No, it's just Cowboys suck. Mm-hmm. It's just it is.
1: Ripping on the Cowboys the entire time. You either yeah, see, love the correct
0: th- response is that they both suck. <laughs> well, no, because see, because see,
1: <laughs> Cowboys. You either love them or hate them. There's no in between. I'm no, I'm, you, indifferent. No, I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm I'm indifferent to the Eagles. Very
0: indifferent towards the Cowboys. I also, think. I
1: feel like the Eagles are
2: also just one of those very polarizing teams where you love them or no. Hate
3: I'm them. indifferent to the Eagles. See, I th- I think it's interesting because I've come to cheer for the cowboys almost out of sympathy like I, it's, it's kind of like oh good work like good job kind of a oh, thing oh you but won through, the
0: nfc east but, but at the end oh, of the day i'm so it's like, proud of you like
3: when dak came back that first week that was like i was engaged to mm-hmm. that game and i was like this is a football game and, right here and that's
2: the thing through the first four weeks we ain't need none y'all sympathy we are looking
3: right phenomenal. I, hey, I cheer for the Cowboys unless it's against one of the many other teams that I like. So, <laughs> what can I say?
2: I cheer for the Cowboys until I don't.
0: <laughs> I, I also cheer for the Cowboys. Got a friend, a Cowboys fan. My wife is a Cowboys fan. I feel fan. like that's the bigger one. That is the much bigger one. Yeah. So our household is a split household mm. of Vikings-Cowboys. I feel like that's a pretty amicable split, though. It is. Like, yeah. the, not, the Vikings-Cowboys don't have much yeah. of a history. Like, right, right. She also hates the Packers because Cowboys Packers got some beef. Got a lot of hates beef. Saints. The, the most hates lo, the most
1: lopsided trade in NFL history happened between those two franchises. Why did you, you bring? Why did you, here? you I bring the negative I energy do you said yourself?
0: Want that I I I have happily it blocked both off ways. that part of my mind.
2: <laughs> uh. If we like, we'll just we'll skip over that. Go back to the Cowboys right now. Honestly, though, like. I was sitting here a month and a half ago telling you guys that the Cowboys' defense didn't need to be anything spectacular. They just needed to be middle of the road, and this team would have a chance. And you look, they've played, they've been in every single game. They're three and one right now. Very easily could be four and zero. Oh. They were taken on the Bucs week one, defending champions. Bucks were rolling that week, but they played. It was what 29 Like it was a very close game. It was a and great game. Ever since that point, this defense has looked absolutely phenomenal. Trayvon Diggs five interceptions in four games. I think that I saw a, a Cowboys beat reporter tweet this out. And I at first thought it was like an overreaction right away. But the more you think about it, the more it actually makes sense. Trayvon Diggs is the best cornerback the Cowboys have had since Deion Sanders. Hmm. Is that, Deion, is that an overreaction? I don't think so. Cause Deion Sanders is the last cornerback on the Cowboys to make all pro there have only been three cornerbacks since to make a Pro Bowl. Last one was Byron Jones.
0: I feel like it's not an overreaction specifically because the Cowboys have not had a lot of good corners.
2: Hmm. It's not relative. I also think that's a testament to Trayvon Diggs as well, just the way that he has played through this first month. I mean, five interceptions in four games. I mean, yeah, that's last season he was a rookie, got picked on a lot, but I think that experience really helped solidify him and solidified his growth into to become one of the best cornerbacks in the league, not just like best for like best young cornerback. One of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. And as long as teams continue to throw at him, he's going to continue making plays like this. Add that in with how the rest of the team is playing. Last week, the Cowboys looked probably as good as they ever have against the Panthers. And I think, I don't know, Mike McCarthy let off the gas a little bit there. And that's, that is easily the weak link of this team right now is the coaching.
0: Mm.
2: Who could have said that? I haven't said that before. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're on your way to an eight and eight season. Another 17 (laughs) games. I mean, look, Dak has been elite this season. Zeke looks like Zeke. Finally, again. I mean, he rushed for, I think it was, right around a 7-yard per carry average, 150 yards and a touchdown against the Panthers that have just a phenomenal defensive front, particularly their run defense has been phenomenal. The rest of the defense is looking really good, too. Overall, so it was a joke at the beginning of the season. <laughs> not anymore. I, I'm very confident. Yeah, somewhere between not really and sort of confident, but I will put my name on it. cowboys Brown super Bowl. I mean... I'm, I'm, I like I like the way their schedule looks over the next
3: three weeks too. Giants, Patriots, Vikings. I mean, like sorry, but I like the way their schedule looks. That's two and one at worst, yeah. I
2: feel like. Yeah, but also I think like
0: to get sidetracked here a little bit, the Patriots looked really good against the
2: Buccaneers last night.
0: I think the Patriots so I've got a couple of things. One, the Cowboys defense is one of the pleasant surprises of this season. Yes. I don't think anyone expected them to come in and be Halfway competent, yeah. much particularly less... with
2: all the pieces that they're missing, like Demarcus Lawrence out. Um, I'm blanking on some. Randy minutes, but, Gregory. Uh, Randy Gregory's been in, um, in and out. In, yeah, in and out, inconsistent. But there have been quite a few pieces that are missing. So sorry to sidetrack yeah. you there, but just
0: like a lot of players missing, still performing at a high level. Yeah, I think like they're not. I wouldn't put them in the top ten defenses in the league, but I would. I would put them above average. Yes. Yeah, that is fair. Um. I don't know. I don't know that though. They're, they're Super Bowl bound, though. I, I think but, because I so in my head, I am trying to figure out who is good in the NFL because we're four weeks in and there are teams that are three and one that probably shouldn't be. And we learned from last year the Steelers started what eight and and then finishing eight and eight that you can't judge an undefeated <laughs> team. No, but I until thought, the would, end of the season, but I so. Going through, we saw the Patriots last night play better than we expected. I think the Patriots' defense is underrated. I think their offense is okay. I don't think they're good. No. I think they are the perfect kryptonite to Tom Brady because Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady and knows what he's going to do and knows how to scheme a defense against him. Yeah.
2: Honestly, though, if I can push back a little bit, and yes, Cowboys fan here, so a little bit biased, but if you look, what do you ask teams to do what do you ask great teams to do to show that they're Super Bowl bound? You want them to blow out the bad teams and play closely against the good ones. Played the defending champions to a two point loss. Played the Chargers, who we all agree are good. Good. Had yeah. a yeah. kind of an ugly win, but still a win. 20 to 17. Absolutely dominated the Eagles on Monday Night Football and then absolutely dominated the Panthers. The score is a little bit closer than it should have been because Mike McCarthy just does not know how to manage a clock, and it drives (laughs) me crazy. Mm.
0: exactly where I'm coming into this is that, that Super Bowl winning coaches are important.
2: But that is something that, fingers crossed, knock on wood, can be fixed and already if you look throughout the season a lot of those mistakes have been corrected and to and particularly now coming up against the giants the patriots the vikings the I mean, the broncos another team is like are they good are they not that should yeah the next five weeks it is very plausible to see the cowboys duplicate the record go three and two four and one and by that point they should be rolling they could be rolling it could be in the playoffs at that point, they could, particularly in the with yeah. the NFC East. I mean, Washington and New York and Philadelphia don't are, sleep on Taylor. Yeah, don't sleep on Taylor. Yeah, they're they're hanging around, and so this could be. I think it'll be a much more exciting NFC East than it was last season. That's hard not to beat for sure. Yeah, but given how the Cowboys <clears> have been playing, I, I I think they are solidly in control of the NFC East and. If they continue to play the way they are and continue to improve, getting all these pieces back, getting all these defensive players that they're missing back, hopefully Coach McCarthy figures. Yeah, I was going to swear there, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I filtered it.
0: They get that done.
2: Cowboys, mark my word, we'll make a deep playoff run. So
0: where I'm coming from on this is after watching Mike McCarthy play, <clears throat> excuse me, coach for a team with <clears throat> goodness gracious. Coach for a team with the man who I think is maybe the second best quarterback that we have had the privilege of watch watching play the sport, Aaron Rodgers, leading him to one Super Bowl. We've watched Tom Brady, we've watched Peyton
2: Manning, okay. we've, watched we've watched Brett Favre, and we've watched Brett Favre.
0: Watched the Brees. second best quarterback currently in the league.
2: Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Historically. Russell Wilson.
0: Historically. I'm, I'm thinking Mike McCarthy in 2010. Alright?
2: I'm just giving you a hard time. You are. <laughs>
0: and I'm trying, I'm trying to get across that Mike McCarthy will do terrible things to your soul and to your family. Separately or at the same time? <laughs> all he has to do is lose you a lot of football games. He did it to Green Bay. Green Bay has had a quarterback with a Hall of Fame career. <clears throat> He has less Super, Bowl, fewer Super Bowls than Eli Manning, who That's, finished his career exactly 500.
3: I hate that comparison. That, to be fair, a that lot of quarterbacks has me. fewer Super Bowls like than Eli, Eli Manning. Manning. Oh, yeah. two, two. Like, okay. Aaron, okay. Does that really now, count?
0: <laughs> Aaron Rodgers should have many more. That if it fair, weren't man. for the coaching staff of the Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers should have more Super Bowls. That's fair. Do not get excited. It will only hurt you. If you're
2: talking to a Cowboys fan, I know very well what excitement does and <laughs> the pain that goes with it. So I think you need to be
3: almost more afraid. I would say that it wasn't as Mike McCarthy as it was like injuries for the Packers at the wrong time. Like they whenever they would get to a point, they would somewhat their defense would be depleted, their offensive line would be depleted or whatever. So I feel like I feel like that's almost the bigger issue with the Cowboys right now is that just everyone needs to stay healthy. Like Amari Cooper is almost week by week just naturally. Like Mm -hmm. he's just, oh, something's wrong with his leg. It's a hamstring. It's this, it's that. And Ezekiel Elliott is not as much as Amari Cooper is, but he's kind of in that same boat too. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Dak with the huge injury he had last year and his shoulder stuff early in the year. So I feel like that's the bigger issue than
2: coaching. And that's what gives me confidence. If you look specifically at Zeke, look what they did that Tony Pollard, they've been doing about a 60, 40, 70, mm-hmm. 30 split of snaps. Zeke had the lowest September snap count in his career through the first four games, but super effective, super effective. Yeah. yeah. Which, Which is weird to <clears throat> say that adding in a, like a kind of like by by committee but yeah by committee is like been better for him and so that approach gives him confidence because you look the two examples he gave Zeke and Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. Zeke he's got Tony Pollard Amari Cooper you've got Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup is injured right and you still have Amari Cooper CeeDee Lamb you also have players like Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown who are very good role players Cedric Wilson is one of Dak Prescott's favorite targets
3: yeah and And so CeeDee Lamb is like could be superstar like the way he looks right out of the gate in that thursday night football game against the bucks it was like oh dang this dude's like for real
2: yeah i think cd is almost a victim of this cowboys team where if he were like the guy like justin jefferson is in minnesota i still think justin jefferson is clearly the best receiver from that draft but you give cd the opportunity to be to be the number one guy, he'd be putting up numbers like Justin Jefferson. But absolutely. I think that's a testament now to then this Cowboys depth where they just, they particularly on offense, they just have so many pieces that even an injury or two to their ranks at the right position, they can withstand the offensive line, some of the defense, I'd say the linebackers. Yeah. That's a little, a little bit trickier, but this team is in a better position to handle injuries than they have been in the past.
3: Yeah, I I also like if I can just cut in quick how all of our issues have been well I don't know if the Cowboys can make it and nobody's saying anything about how the Browns couldn't make it from the AFC. So I just want I just to <laughs> say that, that was amazing. Uh we can keep talking about the Cowboys, yeah. but I just wanted to appreciate the that. The Browns are something.
0: winning without their two top wide receivers on yeah. offense. Like they we do not have concerns no. about the Browns at this point. How how could you? That's what I'm saying, you know, they, they look great. They so, look like great. We should just one. like
2: Buy brown Super Bowl jerseys right now. I right? think we like, should just yeah, get yeah, in pre-order. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Brown Super Bowl. Get one hung up in the, the studio Marco somewhere. Where we got some space on the wall, where we can make some space. That'd be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't know the the Cowboys. I think like the Cowboys and Vikings matchup is going to be interesting in a couple weeks because like I have no idea what's going to happen to the Vikings in the next two weeks.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I I cannot figure out if they are good but mismanaged good with a few unlucky dice rolls or if they're just like not a clutch team at all that can't actually win a game and everyone's just toying with them and winning by one score they looked bad against the browns they looked
1: bad they looked that, really and,
0: bad and to be fair that was that was the
3: defensive line they that was the first time it looked like that I I would say just fair. like o- offensive. There wasn't as much offensive punch. That's been the surprising thing for me this year is to see how effective the offense has been mm-hmm. and how they're able to like actually drive the ball down the field. That's been weird to me this yeah. year. But like, yeah, they
2: just kind of sputtered and everything. And I think that's where some of the confusion comes in now. Is like, okay, did the Browns was it just like a fluke? Did the Vikings just have a bad game? Or did the Browns expose the Vikings for the team that they actually are?
0: And that's the that's the most confusing part, is because the Vikings were exposed by the defensive line specifically. That threw everything off. The offense couldn't get anything going because they were constantly fighting against Miles Garrett. They played Arizona after Chandler Jones came off a 5 sack game and J.J. Watts on the other side, and they played it close. They didn't have the same struggles, so I don't... I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. And that's where
2: I think the Cowboys game against the Vikings will be a good test to see... Which of these teams is actually good? I think the Cowboys are actually good, but to see if the Vikings are actually good or if they're bad, because the Cowboys have been able to generate pressure on the defense on the side of the ball in, in unconventional, in unconventional ways. There are times where they're rushing four linebackers, lining up in a two-four-five nickel. There's a time that I think they had all linebackers and defensive ends <laughs> on the field, and so just because they are, they they really don't have a solid. Defensive tackle. I mean, Brent Urban has been a pleasant surprise, but do you guys know who Brent Urban is? No, nope. no, nope. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, Demarcus Lawrence has been out. Micah Parsons, who is supposed to be this freak athlete, incredibly rangy linebacker, played defensive end and looked pretty darn good doing it. So it's just the Cowboys are able to. The sum is more than the whole. Sum is greater than. Bring the in
0: the Gestalt theory. Yes. <laughs>
2: Sum is greater, or it's the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. There you go. There we go.
0: Yeah, we got And there. so
2: we'll see if the Vikings can hold up against that, if they can block well against a defense that is just playing objectively good football, or if the Cowboys are able to take advantage of what the Vikings are giving
0: them. Yeah, and there's the added intrigue that Christian Darius is starting to play on special teams. They're expecting him to start within a couple weeks, mm-hmm. so that might. Add something to I I have no confidence in the Vikings drafting offensive linemen anymore. I haven't had any since Matt Khalil was taken in the first round.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those picks that just messes with you. It just like it, yeah, it it breaks you. So
0: so I'm excited to see if maybe the offensive line can get a little better. I'm not hopeful or expecting anything. <clears throat> because I know logically speaking, from looking at the evidence of the past. It will never happen. The Vikings will never have a good <laughs> offensive line. We are cursed, and the soil we tread upon is barren. Can
2: I? Wow, so that was depressing. Kind
3: of on a <laughs> on an offensive line standpoint. Um, and this is going to be completely objective, by the way. This is has nothing to do with my feelings about uh-huh. any specific professional player. Uh huh. But Kirk Cousins has been really good this year. It's been really he good. has been really good this year i don't know if he's pissed off because like we've talked about this before when kirk gets pissed he's good so i don't know if there's like trouble at home or something (laughs) but like (laughs) for us kirk keep it going
0: well think about it it's we're we're over a year into the pandemic pizza ranch has not had open buffets that's true Mm -hmm. you can't do it and that's probably getting to
3: him he can't do those ad reads anymore
0: like that's getting to him man i'd be mad like
3: honestly if if we had done this podcast last week before this game against the Browns, I would have tried to stake a legitimate claim in Kirk Cousins as a favorite for the MVP. I would have said it. I would have done it. And you one would and not two. have been
0: alone. Yeah, it, Like, it's the
3: way he played in those first three games. Like, he didn't have... His first interception was this past week. So he was 38 for 35, 22 for 32, 36 for 49. And granted, they were 1 and 2 in those games, but he looked good. Eight it, touchdowns, no interceptions in the first yeah. three
2: games. They were... One and two, in spite of what Kirk Cousins right. was doing, not because of it. Yeah. And there was, when you said Kirk Cousins is a favorite for an MVP candidate, I just had like an instinctual reaction, I'm like,
3: Ugh, are you sure about that? Yeah.
2: If, if you brought that up last week,
0: that would not have been there. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So, so the wet blanket on this, even as a Kirk supporter that I have been in the past, <laughs> words from Kirk Cousins in an interview about the final drive of the Browns game, where he dumped off a check down pass instead of throwing it to the end zone. Mm-hmm. And what his response was, was that he was doing everything he can this entire season to just avoid a pick. That's oh, all he's doing. I didn't he hear didn't, that. didn't that want to take terrible. a shot because he w- wanted to avoid an interception at all costs. What? 11 seconds wow. left, 30 yards to go to the end zone. He didn't want to take a shot because he didn't want to throw a pick. Yeah, And, and that sounds like a... Much too reserved quarterback right. to yeah. be that good.
2: That's the thing. I mean, like, I understand you want to be careful with the ball, and obviously, you know, if you're just slinging it all over the yard, reckless abandon, you're going to be James Winston with 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions mm-hmm. in a game. But... To bring it back to the cowboys a little bit comparing kirk cousins to dak prescott who i think through the first three weeks and minus kirk's game um against the browns through the first four weeks could argue both of them are, are in the running for mvp dak has been playing with a confidence where he's not trying to avoid the pick he knows he's not going to throw one and that does not prevent him from making the plays that he needs to in the times that he needs to throw it deep, he's been throwing it deep. In the, need, in the times that he needs to check it down to Zeke, he's been doing that. In the time he needs to check out of a pass play altogether, he's been doing that. Dak has been showing such a command of this offense specifically, but just offense in general. Where Kirk was looking phenomenal, but that comment right there, it's like, ugh, okay. Yeah. That's going to come back and bite him yeah. big time.
0: And and the thing that I think it's bringing me back to is why <clears throat> the Vikings are 1-3 instead of 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's player decisions, but they seem almost unwilling to take a shot when they need to. They're fine taking a shot on 2nd and 4 with 4 minutes left in the 3rd quarter, up by 7. Then it's fine to lob 140 yards to Justin Jefferson. But with 11 seconds left in the game, 30 yards to go...
2: And that, that's just a team culture thing. And I don't know. There, there's not one way to change that, to correct that, to fix that. You look at the best teams in the league, whether that's the Buccaneers, whether that's the Chiefs, whether that's the Packers, they have a culture where they go and they're like, they, they expect to win. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to win every game. And if they're down by, you know, seven, like the Vikings were against the Browns. They have the ball to drive down the field. They're not questioning, they're like, oh, are we going to win this? No. Aaron Rodgers gets on the field. is like, you bet your ass. We're going to drive this down the field. We're going to score, and we're going to win this game.
3: Mm-hmm. With 30 seconds and yeah. no timeouts. And no. it was the, You get that, like, there's a couple quarterbacks where I get that feeling, where I'm like, oh, crap. Maybe have like, too much yeah, time. Yeah. Like,
2: no. the, the Packers game, the first week against yeah. the, the Brady yeah, Bucks against the, the Cowboys yeah. week yeah. one. Cowboy scores and it's like, okay, it we scored, like, but shoot.
0: Tom Brady has a minute and a half. Yeah, well, we're losing this we're, game. Yeah. We're up by three. There's forty seconds left. That's it. Right. That's the game. We just hope yeah. for we, overtime lost. at this point, <laughs> right? And
3: it's like, so those two guys, Patrick Mahomes, and then um, Russell Wilson too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I feel like it's those four for me, where it's like, you you have to literally kick a field goal as time expires, or else it's too much time. And like, right. Kirk is just not. You're not that guy, pal. It's like that <laughs> video. And well, yeah. It's but just like he, that he interview doesn't proves have that. that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's trying not to make a mistake yeah. instead of just like not being a not being afraid to make a mistake. Well, I just want exactly. someone to
0: tell him like, we're not going to be mad at you for throwing a pick right. yeah. with five seconds left in the game because he tried to throw right. a touch. We're going to lose the game anyways. Right. You might as well go out with style. Right. Also,
2: you have two of the best receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Give them a chance to yeah. win the game for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah give them that and chance. I feel like that also it falls partially on coaching in that Justin Jefferson ran to the end zone on that play. No one else did. There were two underneath out routes. Like what? But that also comes back to Kirk. I
2: mean that's you, that's what audibles are for. You can check out of that. Say yeah. no, I'm not I don't want these checkdowns. Sure, have the running back maybe do a, a pick route or something where he blocks and then can get off that and you know if you need a checkdown but you don't need a checkdown in that situation. You need a, you need a touchdown, or you're going to lose the game. And, and as a quarterback, Kirk needs to know that, and I'm sure he does. So I'm I'm not questioning his football yeah. intelligence at all, but there is just that confidence piece. You mm. need to know that you're going to win this game, and you need to prove that.
0: And we are here to bolster that confidence. Yeah, Kirk exactly. Cousins, if you're listening to this, you can do it, bud. Yeah. Come on, man. You got it. <laughs> also, We're switching from negativity to positivity. I was gonna you say, have this. To keep
2: it going, just just so we have all grounds covered, you guys be Kirk's hype men. I will be the guy who's trying to make Kirk mad. Kirk, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that was abysmal, what you did out there last now, week. Now, you heard that? Now, go out there and prove him wrong. Yeah, yeah. Make him mad. No, keep like get
3: personal with oh, yeah, really him. Yeah, get personal. Oh, oh like, God. I, I pizza know, I guess pizza can, Ranch.
2: Yeah, I it's just guess. frozen <laughs> it's microwave like, pizza. Yeah. Pizza Ranch doesn't love you, Kirk. They just want
0: you for their ad money. Exactly,
3: and it's actually disgusting. So they need somebody yeah. to help Fried them. Fried chicken and pizza. Yeah.
0: What? What are they even thinking? Exactly, do it, Kirk. Yeah. I don't know. I've <laughs> been
3: impressed. I've been in, impressed and and happy, and it feels like like we talk so much about the Vikings defense over the last couple of years because like, Oh, the defense has been good. Oh, the defense has been bad. And like Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook or Justin Jefferson. But it's like, okay, Kirk can ball. Yeah. And Oh my gosh, it just annoys me so much. Oh, we're paying him 30 million a year. He doesn't. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Like he has been and so it puts good him
0: currently at what? 12th in the league. Yeah. Like
3: he has been so good in the first 75% of the, of the year so far and it's not like he was terrible it's not i mean you could argue is the reason they lost the game but at the same time it's like he has kept them in these two losses that they've had in the first two weeks
2: it's like we said earlier the vikings just looked bad the the entire team looked
3: yeah, bad against it was a rounds.
0: bad performance yeah that's
2: something that they need to come back from that's not solely on kirk but as the quarterback who's getting paid 30 million dollars a year as the quarterback who looked like the quarterback he was in the first three weeks of the season, he needs to take charge. Yeah. He needs to be that catalyst for this team, which, for as well as he was playing, I don't think you can say that he was the catalyst for
3: this team. Right. as At least the same way he looked at... He didn't look the same as he did the first three weeks, which exactly. was like to go-get-a-mentality. So exactly. Was, I've got another conspiracy
0: know. theory for you. Please, lay it on us. <clears throat> Kurt Cousins knows that at the rate he was playing in the first three weeks... By about week five, if he continues playing like that, the Vikings have no choice but to offer him an extension, and he would have no choice to accept, uh, but to accept it. Because if you're playing really well for a team that wants to pay you a lot of money, you stay with that team and you try to win them a Super Bowl. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't think they can win a Super Bowl. He doesn't like the organization. He wants out. I am basing this on nothing except <laughs> my pure speculation. But he tanked that game specifically because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want an extension. He wants to be good enough to get money in free agency, but not good enough to be extended.
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm calling BS on that. that <laughs> you absolutely can't because that is a, it is that's that's a load of garbage. Load <laughs> of garbage. You see players all the time balling out on contract years specifically so they can leave that team and go get those bags. Also, Kirk doesn't need money. It's, it's true. Fine. He he already fleeced the Vikings. He so already fleeced. a yeah, ranch. Exactly. So, the only thing he has to play for right now is a Super Bowl. So
3: yeah, ball out, Kirk.
0: Oh, we better give him an extension because he's not getting one this year.
3: <laughs> maybe he'll be the. Maybe let's do a Kirk for Justin Herbert straight up trade and get the mojo out of here and go. <laughs> it'll follow them, follow him to San Diego. Right, we
0: every offseason we do the, the chaotic, like. Chaotic off-season, but before the trade deadline in week 8, is it this year? Now, with the weird schedule, what week is the trade Uh, deadline? Great question. Uh, But before the trade deadline, we probably won't have another episode before then, so we're going to say it now. (laughs) What is the most chaotic trade that could happen in the NFL? right now, that might actually be, like, a reasonable oh,
1: thing to do. Dude, you can't just throw that out. Correct for no Justin, idea. I'm liking the I sound like that. of that. Yeah, just because that would actually throw pl- everything into But that's happening. not actually plausible. There's no way the Chargers would do that.
0: Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But, what if they did?
1: Trade deadline is after week 8. It is
2: uh November 2nd, so that is uh, two weeks, or sorry, four weeks from... Tomorrow, Tuesday the 5th.
0: Yeah, we probably will not have another episode by then. We want to. We want to. I don't believe
2: in Kirk, but I believe in us. I believe (laughs) we can do this. What? (laughs) Prop bet. What is more likely? Kirk Cousins wins the MVP this season, or we average one episode a month for the rest of the football
0: season? Us averaging one episode a month. 100%. 100%. (laughs)
2: Unfortunately...
3: I'm going to say 99%, okay. because there's 1% of me that just wants to believe part of it. Part of
1: it is, even if Kirk Cousins has a statistically great year uh, MVP votes in the NFL, are. Uh, it's always about narrative, too. There's always a narrative that goes into it, and Kirk Cousins now, will never have the narrative, even if he calls at uh, the stats. The narrative
0: after starting 1-4, because they're going to lose next week, too. They're playing the Giants. That's just going to be no, a, That's the Cowboys' stupid loss. But... Narrative is going to be that they start one and four and then go on to make the playoffs at thirteen and four. Oh, okay. I like that. That's, That's a narrative a really I buy in, and that is the narrative. It's the Lions next yeah, week. Yeah, they're playing so the Lions next <laughs> Okay. All right. Now here's the catalyst for if they are even a competent football team. If they can't beat the Lions. I don't know that we'll record another episode. q Force is done. Are they okay, wait, are they playing at Ford Field or are they playing in it's Minnesota? Here. They're playing in Minnesota. Okay, if they can't win that stupid game. Against I so. a team that this last week almost rivaled the butt fumble by <laughs> snapping the ball straight in the Jared Goff's leg, popping it up and into the arms of the defensive lineman.
3: They're so who's who's your like biggest surprise, positive or negative this year, NFL wise? Mm. Like,
0: biggest surprise.
3: Yeah, you can. I'll let you say with that. I'll go first. So I think my biggest surprise. Well, I like the Chargers to me isn't a surprise because I felt like they've been good for the last couple of years, but they just haven't been like winning. I feel like go they've been good without that. winning. So I feel like my biggest surprise is the early success of the Rams. Like again, not that I'm. Maybe this is contradictory. Not that I'm like super surprised, but I wasn't expecting it so quickly. Like they they've looked dominant in some mm-hmm. games, and Matt Stafford has looked like
2: it makes me so like a revival. So like mad. it's just
3: the I, Rams can I, go I, they look so much a better.
2: Hole. I brought back up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Rams. We, can go we went through a this hole. last
3: time. Yeah, we went through this. Last, but they nice. have looked better than I thought they would <clears throat> this early on. I thought they would get there, but they've looked better. And their defense is obviously really really good, so that helps. But they've looked better right now. Than
2: I was expecting them to I've got Two Do it uh, First one Not really a surprise I just I don't know if they're good or not Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> Yeah Who knows Like they They barely beat the Vikings week one They lost to the Bears <laughs> but then, sh- like dominated the Steelers twenty four ten.
0: Oh, the Steelers are not good. Yeah, yes, but I then want to throw just, that out. they are. Yes, s- but then bad. <laughs> just
2: just narrowly beat the Jaguars this week as well 24-21. So it's just like, are they good? Yeah. Or are they just a bad team that are playing worse teams? And to be fair, the Jaguars
3: played by far their best game of the season in Week Four. But exactly. It's, exactly. Still so it's, like, just, it's like what I, is going
2: on? It is impossible to tell which teams are good until like the playoffs start.
0: Yeah. I I'm. Kind of in the same boat that, like, the biggest surprise might be just that I don't know that there's a good team in the NFL outside of Tampa Bay.
2: You can make the argument, okay? Good teams, there's good
0: teams. You got the Bills, you got the Cowboys, I will admit, are good, they're looking good. Yeah, Tampa Bay is looking good.
2: I'd say teams such as the Chiefs and the Ravens are stumbling a little bit, but
0: they the biggest surprise for me has been the Chiefs, which I mm. are they good. I don't know that they are.
1: Their defense is legitimately terrible. Yeah, right now I, they're just I broken. I think
0: that they are a broken team, defensively. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is going yeah. to do Patrick Mahomes things. Like, yes, the like
1: they are, they are averaging around thirty-five points a game on offense, but they're also right. averaging around thirty-two points per game on defense, yeah. which is just not. That's not going to get it done. I, yeah. So,
0: so that's maybe the biggest surprise for me that they're just they're not good. But the Ravens, who lost all three of their running backs and then a fourth as the season started, are, uh, have set the NFL record for a number of 100-plus uh, rushing yard games with that, and are 3-1. and one.
1: Yeah.
3: And beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That division's going to be spicy mm-hmm. this year.
0: Very spicy. And
3: without the Steelers, which yep. is the first because time the in like, are, history.
0: The Steelers are so bad. It makes think, me really happy. Like, Big <clears throat> Ben
3: is, is done. Yeah. I like It's he, over. Before the year, I really hope I said this on the podcast, but like I don't
2: think the Steelers are going to be good.
3: Like I think I, you did, I think you I did. hope I did because I feel like I am kind of been right
2: about that. I, so far. I remember you said it might have been on our group chat, but yeah, uh, yeah. or might have on the show. But just, I will, I will back you up
1: on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I remember you saying that.
3: like it's it's Big Ben, yeah. and I don't trust him anywhere near the
0: as much as I trust anyone else in that division. I trust Joe Burrow more than I, I trust I mean, Big Ben. Have, have they done anything recently other than draft maybe a decent running back? No, well, no, that's, have, that's
3: the thing it's been well, Najee harris and
0: well that that's it part of it is
1: because they they re-signed ben and they signed tj watt to that massive contract extension. they were just they were in cap hell that yeah. was that they didn't well, do anything
2: I, that ben roethlisberger extension too i mean you knew at one of, at some point the wheels are going to fall off yeah. and he was just going to drop off the map i mean aside from tom brady who is just like ageless mm-hmm. i i'm convinced there's just like a vat of tom brady clones <laughs> We're like frozen at like 22 uh, maybe like 30 like when he was like at, yeah, his, like at his fit. Peak. yeah exactly uh that every season tom brady talks about like his extensive workout routine no he just bringing in a new clone they, bring in his, <laughs> it,
0: they transfer his consciousness to a younger body exactly
2: yeah. i could see that aside from that <laughs> every single quarterback that we've ever seen play regardless of how well they're playing at some point, it hits a drop-off point.
0: Well, I think maybe like we can rag on the Steelers for being bad, but I think that also just might be part of the strategy that they're just going to... like. You can either try to build the dynasty where you will win every year, and eventually you won't. And to keep that going, you have to keep the team. You have to keep the pieces in place. The Steelers had the pieces that they won the super bowl with before and they've just been trying to eke another one out and i think that that just might be it that they they ownership understood the wheels would fall off at some point because the wheels always fall off at some point to be fair they haven't won the super bowl since 09 though they've been trying it for a while (laughs) i'm not saying it's a good
2: strategy i'm saying that's the strategy there are also parts too where i mean just like you have some aging players that you, you know you can't do with so obviously you try and field a competitive team every single year but there are some years where it's just like okay we're going to do our best with what we have but we're not liking our chances yeah, yeah.
3: and they've like they actually have a good wide receiving core this year and with Najee Harris that's like promising with that potential but like honestly I think Ben is the is the one that's like making me nervous um, I don't like this This beeping in my ears. I I accidentally launched
2: Microsoft Office and I'm trying to X out of it, (laughs) but it keeps like I'll X out of a a pop-up window, and then as I X out of it, it just comes back up.
0: This is what's happening uh, in the office for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. They're trying to get rid of but It just keeps (laughs) coming back. A pop up window keeps blocking it. Well, then I think
3: that the uh, other issue is that they they have no depth at the quarterback position. Like, after that, it's Mason Rudolph, right? Is his name? Oh, yeah, Mason Rudolph. The guy who tried to
0: fight Miles Garrett.
3: Garrett. Yeah, Yeah. 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 so, like, obviously, he's a good decision maker. (laughs) Well, that's,
1: and I think part of the problem is that, you know, we criticize, like, we criticize the Packers. Because, because they, they suck. Because because they draft. They drafted Jordan Love. Some people thought too early, and also just didn't communicate with Aaron Rodgers at all, which caused a lot of problems. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have the opposite problem. They they just yeah. they they haven't actually addressed the quarterback position in the draft for several years. And whether it's because they're just delusional and thinking that well we can keep pushing Big Ben, we can keep keep pushing Big Ben, or they I don't know what what other justification you can have, but they have they have no depth and part of it is because with them finishing where they do every year in the AFC, where they're middle of the pack back into the first round, there's no there's not a lot of good quarterback options back there. And so, you know, they just kind of like, well, we're not going to get a good one here. We might as well just keep on trucking with Big Ben. Eventually knowing that the wheels were going to fall off, I don't think they expected the wheels to fall off like this this soon, but although I think he had to be ready for it. The signs were there
2: last year. He when just he was injured, when he yeah. was in, he didn't look that great and yep. he was injured a lot of the yeah. time.
3: Yep. I, and and now I feel like now is the time. Like your wide receiving core is pretty good. They're pretty young. You just drafted Harris, who's like, put skyrocket potential right there. But you you like don't have it. You signed T.J. Watt, who's young, but he's like a stud on defense. So it's like, okay, we need a quarterback. Kind of, I feel like is the is the issue. And I don't know. Like Big Ben's been great. You know, is he a future Hall of Famer? Probably. Yeah. Like, but. It's it's at least time to draft some. If you're gonna draft some, you gotta do it now, so you can try to bring them up, and you don't have to throw them in because like mm-hmm. this is taking us in another direction. But like, Justin Fields has been surprising to me this year. I thought he would hit the ground running and kind of be successful right away, but he's he struggled early on.
0: Very and much so. So it's like that, he plays
3: for a bad team. That's true too. <laughs> but it like shows you what. You know the Jordan Love treatment, what he's getting behind Aaron Rodgers compared to someone who's just like, okay, figure it out. Don't yeah. Here, Trevor Lawrence.
0: Here's the worst team in the NFL last year that we did nothing to except draft you. Go and try to win a game. Yeah. I mean,
2: to be fair, too, Peyton Manning had an abysmal rookie season, and so just.
3: Because yeah, they're struggling this year doesn't rookies, mean they. Oh no, yeah,
0: be. rookie seasons are meant to be. Bad. You're going to have exactly. to learn a lot either way. Yeah. It's just
3: more comfortable when you have someone doing it exactly. right in front of you.
0: My my concern for Pittsburgh right now is that all signs are pointing to a Jaguars collapse. Which it's not going to be very as happy. drastic. As it's that, not going to be as fast because Jaguars. It was like what that was, was it, two seasons that they went from the AFC Championship even. game to winning two games. Yeah, like it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it was so yeah,
2: it was fast. so bad. But
1: also, but, but the Steelers haven't. They've been to the postseason a couple of times in yeah. recent season, but they haven't made it past the AFC divisional. So they haven't even they haven't even sniffed.
0: And now they have to compete with the Browns and apparently the Bengals, who I, I still I'm Jury's not convinced out. they're yeah. good. But then you've got other AFC contenders, the Chiefs. Are going to be competent. Yeah, I the fe- bills, bills are good.
2: Bills are phenomenal. Dude.
0: The Raiders are looking good. The Chargers are good.
3: Tonight's going to be interesting with those. Tonight's two. Tonight's going to be
0: very yeah, interesting.
3: Raiders and Chargers. That's oh, going to yeah. be like.
0: Ooh. I I just think that that Pittsburgh, if they even want to compete in their division, they're going to have to. They might have to rebuild. I think they're going to need to completely sell off, get rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. Two games back as we speak. Already, in week
2: four.
3: Yeah, so there's only
0: hmm. been four games. I don't know.
2: I'm sitting here watching the, uh, just the timer go up, and I'm thinking, like, we should get, like... We should get to baseball. <clears <clears <throat> oh, because <laughs> we should get, like, a three-hour, like, sports radio pr- talk program. Where we, we just could, show up
0: and if, just, like... If k wanted to give us a slot... Heck yeah. Yo. We'll,
2: we'll even take, like, you know, <laughs> 2 a.m. on, like...
0: Friday night or like <laughs> Thursday night into Friday. We'll take that weird Saturday morning one that no one Heck listens yeah. to. Yeah. Which is why would like, when you go to the store on Saturday morning, you turn on K fan and it's like some guy talking about his favorite fishing line. Yeah. We'll be that guy. We'll be that guy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Except instead of talking about our favorite fishing line, talking about our favorite, uh, Rag on the
3: steward's for three hours. Yeah,
2: Exactly. It's
3: always a good time for that.
2: Yeah. yeah, or talk about our favorite Pizza Ranch dig that we have for Kirk yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But for real, it's the though.
0: three-hour Get Kirk Mad. Yeah,
3: yes. That's, we'll, we'll have a segment. We'll he'll call in. We'll just be like, hey, what's up, hey, idiot? Suck. Stupid. Stupid dummy. <laughs> just piss him off. Pizza Ranch. Dude, it's actually disgusting. <laughs> it's so it's, bad. It's, I've it's, only been there once, and it's disgusting. And it's,
2: I used to
0: love it. It's not... I want that to be known.
2: Well, it's disgusting. At, at I it's, it's, want that to be known. At, <laughs> at its best, <laughs> it is not bad. But it is overpriced and overrated. It's an overpriced, pizza. And overglorified. Over- overpriced.
0: Have you gone to it as a buffet? Uh, Even as a buffet, yeah. Uh, well, you okay, can eat yourself we're, pizzas. we're all, well,
1: we're also we're biased too because it's basically it's an overpriced, and overglorified CC's. Yeah.
2: Have y'all ever been to CC's? No, no,
0: because it's, they don't have them here.
1: Yeah, it's basically CC's isn't phenomenal,
2: but it's like four ninety nine all you can eat buffet, and it's got that doesn't really, sound phenomenal. Uh, so, on their good days, they have some. No really? restaurant
0: should be off with the phrase, on their good days. <laughs> They're we also not we also had, we also their
1: food. Had, in St. Louis, we also had Pizza Street, which was also more yeah. expensive than CeCe's, but less than Pizza yeah. Ranch.
2: I'm just saying, Pizza Ranch is overpriced, overrated. It's also an
1: Iowa-based chain, is so that, that explains a lot. So so could, could, <laughs> could that be used by Iowa.
0: Kirk haters as overpriced and overrated?
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Kirk's it's actually. Here. Wait a second.
2: <laughs> I will get him adequately pissed off for next week's game. Okay. Kirk Cousins, you are the pizza ranch of the NFL. That's... Overpriced, overrated, not worth the
0: time. All right, now who's the little Caesars of the NFL? Just straight trash. Whoa. Little Caesars oh, is good. Hey, yeah. do I have little Caesars lovers?
1: I love yeah, little Caesars. Little Caesars is straight yes. trash.
2: Yeah. I will fight
3: all of you all <laughs> Wait this. a second. Oh. Okay. Little Caesar, okay, rank these 3. Okay, pause on baseball for a second. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, this is we always important. come back to food so yeah. Pizza Hut, Pizza Ranch, Little Caesars. Best to worst. In that order. Wait a second. I said Pizza Ranch second. Yes.
0: Yeah, are you saying Little Caesars dude, is worse than Pizza Ranch? That is that absurd. Yeah. I know. We no, live know. here in the
1: same house. Get the, get the heck out of the house,
2: oh, dude. Oh, my God. Dude, no, I will. I will fight all of you on this.
0: And, you'll, <laughs> and you will be beaten down because there's three of us and one no, of you. And you uh, are wrong. Little Caesars. I, I
1: have a hard time. I have a hard time with the top two because I. P- pizza, pizza Hut's th- the best. Well, p- pizza. I used to love Pizza Hut when they when they had their Pizza Mias back in the day. Those were the best pizzas. Uh, so that I was, haven't. I have not had Pizza Hut in a long, long time. Well, then what, there's what, your problem. But, when, I worked
2: <laughs> in, when I worked in Jeff City. We had um, our station was about 15 miles north of the city, and there was a tiny little town in between our station and Jeff City called Holt Summit. There were four options for dinner there's McDonald's, there's a really bad taco joint, There was a slightly better taco joint, there's a Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut was the fancy option, so I had Pizza mm. Hut plenty of nights
1: in Jeff City. Phenomenal, I will take that yeah, any day. They're good.
2: just amazing.
0: Their
1: I pizza, great pizza and Little Caesars are 1A, 1B for me, and then. I think that's
0: fair. Yeah. Like, uh, look, if you uh, want if to talk good, over cheap, Pizza Ranch, yeah. Pe- Little Caesars is literally cheaper than half of the pizzas you can get in the frozen aisle. And if we're talking, as like, good that, that, per that, cost that, or like per cost dollar per flavor. Yes. Like, then Little
3: Caesars just destroys everything. Get,
2: like, Domino's pizzas or Papa John's medium pizzas for the same price as Little Caesars. They take pizzas. longer and they are because they're worth, worth it. Expensive. Uh, no, no, they're no, expensive. No,
1: no, no, no. It, P- pizza Hut. A Domino's it's five ninety nine, it's five dollars for it. it's straight five bucks. Okay, so it's, and hot, it's ready. hot and ready. <laughs> and, and you get and you get crazy bread for three bucks. Dude. We can talk about baseball now, but I just I, no,
3: I cannot believe that. N- next time, I'm not going to bring oh. cookies. I'm going to bring Little Caesars and bring a four. Dude, yeah. you would be we're my gonna, hero. Gonna you gonna you eat guys eat
2: enjoy it. your trash pizza. I will be go. I'll go be. Uh, you you go, go to the pizza. You, ranch. I will be go. I will. I will be having <laughs> Papa John's by myself like a true American. And you will spend or you will three be times broke. broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be way better. That's it'll be, yeah, it'll be <laughs> way better, obviously. Yeah. But you will be broke.
2: Yeah, get out of here with that Little Caesars garbage. Speaking of things pizza, that
0: pizza. <laughs> <laughs> where's our ad read for Little Caesars here? Little Caesars, it's cheap and it's pretty okay. Pizza, pizza, it's cheap. <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway we're you transition. want to
0: somehow transition? Yeah, I don't have a segue for you. I was trying
2: to find a way to segue, but no. I'm just obviously excited for the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, I mean, a phenomenal run in September, 17 game win streak. Uh, this is what st louis baseball in september is supposed to be and it was exciting after two months of just kind of and once again i've talked about this so i won't get in too in depth into it but just cardinals fans are spoiled Very. um and so we were hovering around 500 and there were cries from like couch gms to fire our front office and to just like tear it down and to fire mike shelton's like okay that's it, the season was frustrating but not that frustrating but Take the Cardinals out of it right now, which already just an incredible run. That's like what September baseball is supposed to be. The last week of the regular season, I don't know if you guys paid much attention to it. There was the potential for a four-way tie for the AL wild card. Christian and I were sitting on Christian's bed watching um, the Mariners game against the Angels, in which they kept their season alive for one more night, game 161. And we were going through... So basically the way the tiebreaker works is all four teams that are tied, you take their win percentage against all three other teams and rank them. And then there are two playing games. And so based off of their win percentage, the team with the highest win percentage gets to pick their scenario first. Either, you know, there's team A, team B, team C, team D, team A, host team B, team C, host team D team. The, the team with the highest win percentage gets to pick what team they are. Then the team with the next highest win percentage gets to pick who they are. So on and so forth. Hmm. And the fact that that was like, Even a remote possibility. All the while, in the NL, you have the Dodgers and the Giants, the two best teams in baseball right now, battling it out. Winner, or the the team with the best record, gets the division. Team with the the worst record, which, by the way, uh, the Giants set a a franchise record with 107 wins. The Dodgers set set a a franchise record with 106 wins because the Dodgers were one game worse. Still the second best team in baseball. One game worse than the than the Giants. They have to face the Cardinals in a one game elimination. The
0: Cardinals are the hottest team in baseball right now. The fact that the Dodgers yeah. have 106 wins and are a wild card team exactly. is and is boggling and, so, and
2: so that's the thing. Like the wild card is objectively exciting and it brings a lot of drama to baseball. It is also objectively stupid
0: also terrifying
2: <laughs> exactly to have a 162 game marathon yeah. be decided by one game no one other game. series in baseball is decided by one game except right.
0: the all-star game and that at this point now is meaningless i mean there it's see it's stupid but for that reason it's beautiful sports needs stupid yeah it just needs one game of complete I'm not sure, cause like
2: Even if you made the wild card a three game series, you still get that intensity. And like, I would love to see a three game series between the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Now as a Cardinals fan, I would be more nervous about that because I think with the way the Cardinals are playing right now with Adam Wainwright on the mound, they have a good shot at taking down the Dodgers. I'm not saying they will. It is still a long shot, but I like their chances better in a one game winner take all than have the Dodgers get a chance at the Cardinals' pitching rotation for three nights.
3: Yeah, but it's See, it's better if you just take random team A plus random team B. It's better to have it as a three game series. Exactly. I but then would also for
2: the teams like the the Dodgers are just objectively one of the best teams in baseball. And right. the fact that there is a possibility they will not be in the playoffs because of one game. See, one but game. It's
0: for that reason that like all of the MLB, it's so long. It's a game of averages. It's playing the long game. You've got 7 games to beat this team. You've got 162 mm. games to make the playoffs. And now you got one game, folks. <laughs> you got 9 innings. Yeah. That's well, it. And I hope you play well.
1: And so do you. Well and the the main the main argument for keeping the system as is is that because it's a long season, 162 games, it puts a heavy premium on winning your division MLB does not want to lessen the reward for winning your division and so does it suck that because the Giants and Dodgers both want to both want over a hundred games but because one team finished one game behind the other that the other has to go to the wild card game to have a one game decide their playoff fate that it's really unfair and unfortunate to the Dodgers if they lose that game but it does. It puts a really heavy premium on winning division, and it yeah. basically. and also
0: it, you don't want it to be unfair. Win the game,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. Beat the team. And that's win. exactly. no and
0: and because that the main argument
1: against this current format is that you know you people like the Dodgers are saying, well, one game, anything can happen. Max Scherzer can have an off night. And anything I, could
0: happen. Yeah, but if you're good, it won't. You'll win. So, you You can be good you can be great you can
2: be the best team in baseball and still have a bad night yep you know what that sucks what's interesting too is we
3: had a, a podcast like at the beginning of when baseball was starting to come back we we're debating like nba bubble like uh what mlb is doing how mlb had all these COVID cases whatever and it was like we we brought up that is the 162 games too long and i was thinking about that i'm on the stance of like it is too long i think they could shorten it i think it would not really harm anything if they did but i was thinking today specifically about that because i saw a highlight of like aaron judge walking off so the the yankees can make the playoffs and i was like isn't it insane that like the yankees have to walk off to make it to the playoffs and even like this 107 versus 106 like there's 162 freaking games in the year and it's coming down to one game like that is absurd to me that it really does level out and like talk about getting hot at the right time the cardinals peaked when you had to and you can have other teams steelers esque last year in football where it's like start out really good and you're like okay look out for this team and then they just get into the Mm -hmm. dog days and they start to crumble pitching starts to go away like it's that's what's interesting about baseball and what 162 is good for so i was kind of like taken back this morning and i was thinking about that like It's literally one game over 162. That is the difference. Like that's crazy. And and
1: 162 is also beneficial because you do TJ said earlier that the law of averages really does. It it comes, it comes to fruition at the end of every season where, you know, you can have really bad stretches of baseball and still end up being a good team. The Yankees won 91 games and had both a 13 game winning streak and a 10 game losing streak in pretty close proximity to one another. And, you know the 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 Cardinals won 17 straight, but they needed to win 17 straight to get back from the hole that they were in, being f- almost five games out of the wild card race at the end of August. I mean, that's you, you know, it over over the whole course of the 162 game schedule, the best teams do end up coming to the forefront, and and and. It, even after 162 games, the fact that we came to the last week and there's all these different pl- teams that are fighting for a playoff spot mm-hmm. and all I need is one lucky break to go their way or one bad break to go to one of their competitors. And it, the last week of baseball is so, so exciting and so part of me doesn't want to expand the postseason to eliminate that drama. Part of me doesn't want to, you know, expand the wild card series to make it where, you know, you can go to a three game series and rest a little easier instead of a one game playoff. Like obviously, as a Cardinals fan, really stressful to think about the prospect of a one game playoff against Max Scherzer. A yeah. guy who is two and in fourteen innings against us this year with almost twenty strikeouts. Like that is that is terrifying. That is I do not want to do that. I would rather be where the brewers are right now and it'd be guaranteed a five game series but at the end of the day you know the the regular season does put a premium on winning your division and if you're not the best team in your division you shouldn't get the benefit of a series a one game playoff really does put a premium on being the best team you can be
0: i also i i kind of dislike the uh the the argument of like oh what if what if one of our players what if our pitcher has a has an off night don't. No. you get paid millions of dollars every year that's right. to to yeah. play your sport well, and be good at it. You want to win the World Series, play good every game. Well, and, <laughs> that's and,
1: it. And really, you know, wild card games are also because it's a single game elimination. It's do or die. It those games are managed entirely differently because yeah. because your wild card roster is set for one game. Most teams will overload their bench, take away a few. Pitchers that aren't going to be used, like you're not going to need your five starters. You only need the one starter and a bunch of bullpen guys. And you know, I can see a scenario where you know, if Max Scherzer allows two runs in the first inning, or if, Wayne, or if Wainwright uh, has the bases loaded in the first inning and one of their top hitters is coming up, they might they might just get pulled. It doesn't matter how good they were in the regular mm-hmm. season. I mean, that's a do or die game. Every single pitch, every single run I mean, across the, the plate matters. And that is the last
0: time the Twins made the postseason, I'm saying all this as a fan of a team that is currently on an 0-18 uh, streak <laughs> in the playoffs, many of which have been wildcard games. Uh, the last time the Twins made a postseason, they played the Yankees. And after the first inning, it was what? It was 6-5? to five. Both starting pitchers had been pulled. Yeah. It was a bonkers yeah. game and it was so exciting. It sucked because we lost to the Yankees. And also side note, I hate that the AL wildcard race came down to the two worst possible teams <laughs> <Yeah>. winning. <laughs> it was freaking That's disgusting. The, the Yankees and the Red Sox, excuse me.
2: Absolute trash.
0: I
3: I think it's interesting too with this this one game, like I, I still think three games would be better. Just because, like the whole the whole season is cream rises to the top, and then, like you said, it's just kind of that one flashing, flashing chance. But I think baseball is so interesting in a one game series like that because emotions get get high in that one game, but like most of the games during the year are very like relaxed, and it, and baseball is so start and stop that it's hard to like build momentum and get things going. Like in other sports, like on basketball, it's a game of runs. So whoever has the biggest run more often is going to win. Like the other team is always going to go on a run, but in baseball, it's so weird because every pitch is start and stop. So it's like, it's fun to see the momentum building, even though it's so like jagged and start and stop. Mm-hmm. So baseball is weird, but it's like, there's something about playoff baseball that's well, just like totally
0: different. baseball is one of the most fun it's, things yeah. It's Sports. so
1: fun, and it's why, you know, a lot of times the players and pitchers that shine best are the ones that have insane amounts of both mental and intestinal fortitude. Yeah. Like like Wainwright. <laughs>
0: that was such a weird way to put intestinal that. Intestinal fortitude.
1: You're... you're you know, you may be strong in the head, but sometimes the nerves get the best in your stomach. turns <laughs> upside down. Anyway, the, the point is, is that, you know, there's a reason why guys like Max Scherzer and Adam Wainwright are the guys that their teams turn to in the postseason. Because they are big game pitchers who won't let the the heat of the moment, the the reality of a do or die situation, impact them uh, and impact their performance. And so the Cardinals and Dodgers both expect both guys to go out there on Wednesday night and just do what they've always done this year and that's just go out and flat out dominate the competition and you know this could be it it, you know and because it's the beauty of baseball is that on any given day anything can happen this might be a game where you know one of the teams will win one nothing on a sack fly in the fifth inning this Mm -hmm. could also be a game where both both pitchers struggle and the dodgers or cardinals win an eight seven you know wild shootout i mean it's you just don't know. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't like having to wait, you know, three days before we get to the game, because I'm just constantly thinking about how it's going to go. I was like, Oh my gosh, is Wainwright going to be dominant? Are the Dodgers just going to not be able to hit him? Or are the Dodgers going to score six runs in the first inning? And the game is pretty much over. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like thinking about that, but yet it, dri- and it drives me crazy. Cause Christian I just, it's
2: also just one of the most anxious baseball fans. Ever seen. <laughs> so just
1: most anxious sports
2: fans I've ever seen. Like throughout, the win streak that the Cardinals had, seventeen game win streak. Christian was sitting there and he's like, Yeah, I mean this is a great run and everything, but it's just so much pressure. I kinda want them to lose a game just so that pressure's off. It's like, <laughs> dude, this is a historic run. Just Let it go. enjoy it. Let, Let it happen. Well Have fun, man.
1: And I think part of it too is that, you know at the beginning of September, it was setting up to be a, you know, this is, this is where the real analysis comes in. It's like oh, it, was, it was it was, it was, oh, he's it, just been holding back it was, yeah. it was, it was setting up to be a really tense and a wild card race because the Cardinals at the beginning of September were four games out and there were three teams ahead of them. They were behind the Phillies, the Reds and the Padres, and then the Mets were hanging around too. And so the whole talk around the Cardinals at the beginning of September was, you know, we play and I forgot the Padres too. All of these teams are we we play them at least once. And so we've got our opportunities. We just need to take advantage. We're talking about we need to go in and win series. We need to win two or three, or three, or four. And you know, they had some they, they started off September one and six. They did not have a great start. They were playing inconsistent baseball. And then all of a sudden, like, uh it was um the first win of the of the winning streak. They were down four-nothing to the Reds and they came back they won it on a two-run home run by normal arenado and at, after that game in the post-game press conference uh their pitcher miles michael said this that that could be the kind of hit that gets us on a run little did he know that they that they were starting a 17 17 game win streak but they they went to the reds and took care of business there they went to new york took care of the mets put them out they came home to play the padres took them out they just kept Pushing all these other opponents down, like the seventeen-game win streak, put everyone out of contention by the end of September, and so it was. There was no drama at all, and I was I was just ecstatic because I when the Cardinals were at their low point, when they were sitting two games below 500 at the, at the beginning of August, I'm like, yeah, this is not, this is not going to be a postseason team. We're just not that good Uh, to be from there to now in a span of two months being in the wild card game against the Dodgers and actually feeling like we might have actually have a chance because we're the hottest team in baseball. Mm -hmm. It may be David versus Goliath against the Dodgers, but you know, there's a, who wins in that story.
2: David won that one.
1: It's true. By a lot yeah yeah he's he lived and and that's and and, you know you can look at all the you can look at all the data you can look at all the matchups you can look at you can you can you can spend it any different way any amount of ways to figure out who wins this game but that's the beauty of baseball too is that that's all on paper and it's really the beauty of sports too it's all on paper like you got to play the game and Mm -hmm. anything can happen when you when you when you actually go and start playing the game.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest trend that like drives me crazy. It was like all the percentages like, Oh yeah. The Cardinals have a 17.2% chance to win this game. Or the Brewers have a 5.3% chance to win the world series. Like at the end of the day, they either will or they won't mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. Like what, what is the value of that? Just, just sit back and enjoy the game. I mean, this is what sports were all about. It's supposed to bring community together. As whiny as Cardinals fans are, there's like a certain contingent that through July and August, everyone making those comments like, oh, yeah, fire Bill DeWitt and John Mosaylock and Mike Schilt, and we just need to tear it down. It's like, guys, your two games will have 500. Just lighten the bleep up Mm -hmm. through September seeing the community that rallied around the Cardinals and like, Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And people sharing stories of like, Oh yeah, I was at this game and my son caught his first home run ball. And that happened to be, you know, uh, the go ahead run or whatever it is. And just seeing all of these individual people, all these very separate lives come together and be brought together by something like this, like baseball. This is what sports is about. And so I, I really don't care what the Cardinals win percent their, their chance of winning this game is the fact that they have a chance that they gave us one of the best months of baseball I have ever seen in my life is all you can ask for as a sports fan. It's more than you can ask for as a sports fan. So whether or not they win or lose this game, obviously, I'm going to be sad if they lose to the Dodgers and we don't get a chance at a world series, but the fact that we're even here right now that I can talk to my best friends and my brother about this and share this excitement, share the, just the, the, the anticipation and, and the joy that sports brings. I mean, that that's what this is about. Yeah, so that's what, I mean, that's
3: what we missed so much a year and a half ago, you uh-huh. know, it was like, give us something to do and to watch and to care mm-hmm. about. And yeah, it's, it's cool. It's it's fun because like it, it makes you someone who's not involved with the Cardinals at all. It's like well, why wouldn't I want them to win? Especially if it's everyone loves an underdog story, right? Yeah, so exactly. like, yeah, go get them.
0: This is what sports is for: for yeah. bringing four guys together on a Monday night to just chat, yeah, Just and make fun.
3: The Steelers, of Pizza Ranch, Pizza Ranch. <laughs>
2: We've kind of put a lot of people on blast tonight. We've really <laughs> <laughs> One of our more aggressive podcasts. I feel like I like it though. One, I feel like I kind of nailed that ending right there. Two, we are
1: already
0: over an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. So Ooh, I boy. feel like it should probably, probably yeah. be... Uh, so we should we should hashtag it out of here. Yeah.
1: do it. Also, Got- guys, one, one real quick thing before we close. Uh, right as we're recording this, I'm watching the live stream of the Raiders-Chargers game. The Raiders-Chargers game is currently in a lightning delay in an <laughs> indoor stadium in Los Angeles <laughs> with the Chargers. Fun. They brought... They Get brought it. the they light They it. Get it?
3: They jolted the bolts. So like, <laughs> hashtag
0: do, jolt. That <laughs> hashtag. I want it to be known that that hashtag came out when I was getting excited about the Chargers. That's true. That's last it, year. Yeah. That's the genesis, right? The beginning right? of last year. Yeah. But how, Anthony
2: but how, started the Browns bandwagon. Yep. TJ started the Chargers bandwagon. Christian, who's your team that in two or three years from now will be decent?
0: Who's your bad wagon? Yeah. I like that. Yes, hashtag hashtag bad. Hashtag 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 your bad wagon. Wagon.
2: My whole Orioles
1: thing didn't work out it for really the record. This year. <laughs> is, it, is, this, is this just for football? A couple years this, though. Any sport. Uh, let's do football for right now. Add uh, team that'll be good in two to three years. Hmm. I would say the Jags, but I have no, I have, but I have no faith in in the.
2: Christian Jags. was the originator of the Jags bandwagon. Like, before, he he was the originator of the bad wagon. Like
0: before bring they back. got good, bring it back,
2: do yep. it, run it back with bring the Jags. Back. Yeah. Well, I was, hop on. I was, hop on the well, bad wagon.
1: It was funny because I, I was talking. What was it? 2016, the year before the RFC Championship yep. run. I yep. was yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like talking about the Jaguars, and then even, despite the fact that back then they had hideous two tone helmets.
0: Oh, uh, they were great. I don't know what you're talking about. Those two-tone helmets were one of are my favorite things. You kidding? says Football
2: the colorblind
1: man. I love. <laughs> those. I trust
2: TJ on a lot of things. Color is not one <laughs> of them. Yeah.
1: They were dope. No, I, I guess I'll probably go with the Jags on that one because I can't think. I can't think of any other franchise that's hasn't already been set on here. I mean, I guess I could go with now. Nah, the Lions and Bears are hopeless. Do I get credit for the
2: Cowboys?
0: No, not yet. get out of here. <laughs> also, also, I feel like you're. You're just always on the Cowboys wagon.
2: <laughs> That's fair. Bad or good Speaking wagon. of the Cowboys wagon, hashtag Romo 2020. Yeah. Hashtag Go Browns. Hashtag Teddy's job. We need to change that one because he is uh, falling out. He yes. got a concussion in the last game. Oh, sad. Yeah. So, so, well, keep it. Keep it for now. Sad Teddy. <laughs> hashtag. Should we just go hashtag Sad Teddy? Hashtag Sad teddy. Hashtag, hashtag Sad Teddy. Hashtag Spoof or Boof. Still my favorite. Like, yeah. that's just a classic. Wait. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Minshew Mania. Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Hashtag Cobbosses. Hashtag Kiss Carter. Hashtag Plug Me In. Hashtag Hack Off Stan, Hashtag WTF WFT. Hashtag Bill the Puma. Hashtag It Wing. What? Hashtag chow, Hashtag Jacob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Hired Jacob Schneider. He's actually got... Uh, pretty far in, uh, in uh, rounds of interview for a job in New York. So, congrats. Jacob Schneider. Yeah. Hashtag ham sandwich, hashtag base food, bass cocker, <laughs> hashtag Ohio does exist, hashtag I didn't need uh, uh, hold on, let's pause. Hashtag fix the mic for Mike, hashtag who's your bad wagon.
0: Man. From all of us here at the Offside Sports Network, from those of us who manage the Twitter account, aka me, follow us there at the Offside SN. <laughs> like us on Facebook if it ever comes back. Uh, you can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends and family about us. Otherwise, we will tell them. That was ominous. <laughs> all of us here at the Offside Sports Network. Offside Sports. Offside Sports. <laughs> and from here of us. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Good night! Cowboys soft. That was the worst <laughs> outcome.
1: Cowboys suck. Little Caesar sucks even more.